Well, vitamin C isn't directly an anti-inflammatory. I would say of all the nutrients, vitamin C is definitely one that I would always have in the tack room. It has so many different applications in different situations. Welcome to this week's episode of Healing Horses with Alicia. This week, I'm going to talk about vitamin C. For those of you that have taken my programs or my more involved courses, you know that vitamin C happens to be one of my favorite nutrients, uh, not just for horses, but also for humans. That doesn't mean vitamin C is the answer to everything, but I've just had such great results with it uh, for the horses, especially, um, and also myself. So I just think it's one that we should always keep in mind. um, And hopefully after today's podcast, you'll have a better idea of how and when to use it. But this podcast, vitamin C has a lot of different applications. It's one of the most well-known, probably, you know, most commonly used nutrient for humans, for sure, because of its benefits for the immune system. But vitamin C also has a lot of benefits for hoof health. And that's what I want to focus in on today. I'm getting a lot of questions and a lot of inquiries coming in about hooves, winter laminitis, pain, inflammation, what can I do? What should I have on hand? Well, vitamin C isn't directly an anti-inflammatory. I would say of all the nutrients, vitamin C is definitely one that I would always have in the tack room. It has so many different applications in different situations, but it is a key player in helping hooves recover, repair, and you'll see why as we go through today. I don't ever want to take away from the trim. And I think sometimes we get a little bit off course with our horse's hoof health in the sense that we're always looking for the supplement. We're always looking for the thing that's going to just take the pain away and relieve the pain. Not all of us want to use medication when it comes to, you know, anti-inflammatories and things like that. And a lot of those cases, not all, but a lot of those cases, there are definitely some trimming issues happening with those feet. And one of my probably most common pieces of advice to people that are struggling with chronic laminitis, especially, or chronic pain, or unexplained hoof pain too, is to make sure you know as the owner what a healthy hoof should look like. I think you get more value out of that than anything else. Don't leave it up to anyone to say, yes, that's a good trim. Yes, that's a bad trim. You know, go out there and start studying it yourself, especially if you have a lot of other horses in your life. You just can't go wrong with knowing more about hooves. And it's a huge, massive topic. Those of us that have dove into it, you go down a rabbit hole, you might not come back. Um, It's one of those really addictive topics to study because it's so fascinating. But definitely, if you're struggling with hoof health problems, go learn more. Learn more about um, healthy hooves. But on the other side to that, there's a lot of horses out there that you can ask really qualified trimmers and they'll say there's nothing wrong with this trim. You know, there's no pathologies. Everything looks good. There's no obvious reasons for pain in this foot. And there's still soreness in the horse. And in those cases, we have to start looking at nutrition. And there's a lot of different advice and different articles that you can find on nutrition for hooves. Some of them include some of the minerals and vitamins that you may come across include selenium, biotin, uh, zinc, and copper. Those are all minerals. But I never really see much about vitamin C. And one of the reasons for that is because horses make their own vitamin C. 
It's a water-soluble compound that horses manufacture themselves. So for that reason, it's commonly thought that it's impossible for horses to be deficient, much less benefit from it. So it just kind of gets tossed to the side. So my question to you is just to ponder, is that the truth for all horses just because they can produce their own vitamin C that they're never going to be deficient in it? We are making an assumption that the body is always going to be able to produce enough. It has the tools and resources to do so. And we're also making an assumption that the requirements are the same for every horse. You know, that horse is just going to produce as much as it needs and we're good. If I've learned one thing about horses and health over all these years, it's that we can never make those assumptions. There's so much we don't know about the physiology and the biochemistry of our own bodies, much less the horses, that we can never make those assumptions. So I know that horses get deficient in vitamin C. And the reason I know that is because when you start putting the health profile together that matches that nutrient profile for vitamin C, and you put that horse on vitamin C, things start to get better. And so that's a sure sign that you're doing something right. The other part to that is you can also use vitamin C for therapeutic uses. So they don't necessarily have to be deficient. So I've talked about this before to benefit from vitamin C. And a good example of that would be as humans, like we just use it when we get a cold or we start feeling sick, right? Just go grab some vitamin C. I do that all the time. So when I'm starting to feel sick, I can be on kind of the first day or the day before just when you start feeling sluggish and your glands start to get a little swollen, like you can kind of feel it in your throat. I'll take 10,000 milligrams of vitamin C and I'll do that for three or four days and it literally just knocks it right out of my system. So I know that it works in higher dosages and that's not saying I was deficient in vitamin C, it's just saying that the therapeutic properties of vitamin C uh, really work. And we can do the same for our horses. So in addition to that, every horse has individual nutrient requirements. So I have talked about this in previous podcasts. So this is going to be based on age, lifestyle, and From a holistic standpoint, every unique health profile has different requirements. There are just way too many factors outside of our control that make them unique. And so there are several different factors that determine how much vitamin C a horse requires for good health. Factors that increase the demand. So you can kind of stand back and look at your horse's profile, look at their lifestyle, and see if any of this applies. So the first one is stress. All horses that are under stress, it can be from confinement, it can be from loneliness, it can actually be from physical pain too. So if they're just constantly feeling unwell, lots of inflammation in the body. Emotional stress such as grief, separation. So horses that have had a pretty serious grief, whether it's a loss of a herd mate or maybe a human even, that really affects horses. It causes a lot of stress. So even that in itself really affects the physical body and the nutrient status at the same time. Toxicity. So I've talked about this as well uh, quite a bit. So any sources of chronic toxicity or accumulated toxicity that has not been addressed in the horse is something you want to pay attention to because the body requires nutrients to break down and eliminate that toxicity. Inflammation. So any kind of inflammation in the body also affects nutrient status. Illness, horses that have been really unwell for a long time. 
So especially, you know, horses with really chronic health conditions, whether it's insulin resistance, laminitis, Cushing syndrome, any kind of autoimmune condition in the body, especially low-grade infections that they've had for a really long time, that also chews up a lot of nutrients because the immune system is trying to battle something all the time. And so to do that, it requires nutrition. And horses that have poor nutrition already are just going to be more susceptible to that. And then, of course, if you add medications to that without bumping up good nutrition, you're even in a more high-risk situation for being deficient just because now their toxic load's higher, stress is higher, illness is there, and often these horses have poor nutrient absorption at the same time. You can kind of see the cocktail or the profile that gets established here, and some of you might even recognize it in your horse or a horse that you know. And the first place to start improving health is by improving nutrition. So vitamin C isn't the only nutrient we want to look at, but I just want to show you how easily it is for horses to become deficient, even though they can produce their own vitamin C. So if the demands are high and the body can't synthesize enough vitamin C, the tissues, organs, and body systems become depleted and don't function the way they should. And that includes really the immune system is a big part of this. So vitamin C is a great immunity nutrient. And the adrenal glands also get involved here as well. The adrenal glands have the highest requirement for vitamin C than any other organ in the body. So hence why horses that are under a lot of stress or been exposed to a lot of long-term stress, vitamin C is definitely one that you might want to look at because their adrenal glands have been working pretty hard for quite a long time, which means requirements for vitamin C go up. So vitamin C is also a great stress nutrient in addition to an immunity nutrient. So supporting the adrenal glands is necessary for horses, mostly because they're prey animals. And I talked about this in the episode on licorice root because licorice root is such a great endocrine plant or root, um, and it really helps support adrenal glands as well. So horses with first adrenal burnout is really what I was talking about there. So the same applies to vitamin C. So as prey animals, horses are extremely prone to stress-related health problems. And this is something I've always got my eye on with my students' horses or clients' horses because if they're in a perpetual state of stress, even though there might not be environmental stress, but the body's sort of locked into a stress response, it's also going to affect their ability to absorb nutrition, nutrients, and it's also going to affect their ability physically to manage that stress. So any kind of stress, physical, emotional, or environmental the adrenal glands release specific hormones such as adrenaline and cortisol to prepare the body for fight or flight. And this serves the horse well in the short term. They need these hormones in the short term. So this serves horses well in the short term. Horses need those hormones uh, to function well. It, it's just part of the way they're designed, especially being prey animals. They need those hormones to be functioning. But what happens, especially in horses that have had high cortisol for a long time, such as with Cushing syndrome or just chronic inflammation from laminitis, and they've, got, they've had sore feet for a long time, cortisol levels remain elevated to control that inflammation in the body. And the overproduction of cortisol not only perpetuates adrenal burnout, 
But because it is catabolic, meaning it breaks down body tissues, including the lamina, this is bad news for laminitic horses. The lamina is already weak and inflamed, and then that extra cortisol just keeps pumping and pumping and pumping, and eventually you're in a catabolic state of metabolism instead of an anabolic state, meaning you're wanting to build up tissue. So how does vitamin C relate to hoof health? Well, vitamin C is also a key player in the formation of collagen. And collagen is the main component of all connective tissues in the body, including the hoof wall. So these horses with weak integrity of the hoof wall or the hooves are just falling apart with no real explanation. I see that sometimes too. And the owner and the trimmers can't figure out why these uh, hooves aren't staying together. There's other nutrients, of course, not just vitamin C, but vitamin C is definitely one to was one you want to consider just for that reason. So it's an important nutrient required to maintain the integrity of the hoof wall by promoting a strong, healthy network of collagen fibers. So in addition to that, vitamin C forms the collagen that makes up the blood vessel walls. So you can see now that, you know, especially for laminitis, when those capillaries start to be and vessels start to become damaged, vitamin C can really offer a lot of benefit there. The healthy function of the hoof relies on a really intricate network of blood vessels that facilitate shock absorption in the back of the foot. So those of you that are up on your hoof health or maybe you're a trimmer, you're going to be well aware of how this works. But horses use those network of blood vessels to absorb all the concussion from the ground. That's why it's so important that they have direct contact with the ground. They've got shoes on, metal shoes on, their flexion is hindered, but they also don't get the stimulation they need for circulation. When those blood vessels start to become damaged, we can start to get a lot of pain and inflammation in there. Not only does it facilitate shock absorption, but it regulates blood flow, delivers nutrients, and removes toxins through the lymph tissue. So there's also a lymphatic system that removes toxins out of the foot too. And all of that becomes hindered if we have damage uh, to those blood vessel walls or to the circulation or just all the structural pieces inside the foot. So making sure these blood vessel walls are strong enough is essential to proper hoof function. If you are ready to dive into the world of holistic horse health and all it has to offer, I invite you to join me for my 12-week online signature program, Healing Horses Zairway. This program only runs once per year, and I'm excited to announce the doors are now open to welcome the class of 2024. Registration is now open. Inside, you'll learn how to formulate natural health programs using diet, lifestyle, single nutrients, herbs, and homeopathic remedies. And this course will also empower you with the tools and confidence you need to make informed decisions and take charge of your horse's health. If you want to learn more or you're ready to register, you can look in the show notes for the links. There's one link that will take you to a page to learn more about the program and how it's run. And the other link is just to get registered right away. I can't wait to welcome you. Strengthening the blood vessels can also prevent bruising, which occurs that the vessel walls become overly weak and damaged. In fact, easy bruising and slow wound healings are common signs of vitamin C deficiency in horses. The same is true for humans. If you yourself have had a lot of bruising and it's unexplained and you don't even remember what you did, but your legs are covered in bruises, definitely look to vitamin C because 
it is one of the deficiency signs for chronic bruising or easy bruising. You can see this in horses too, where they're just bruising so easily. They get stone bruises a lot. Um, the tremor may tell you they can see a lot of bruising underneath hoof wall or on the sole. That's just something to consider. Like, do we have a vitamin C deficiency here or can vitamin C at least therapeutically help the situation by helping to strengthen uh, those blood vessels? So what are the deficiency signs? So when I'm looking at health profiles, I'm not just looking at one thing. I won't just look at the hooves and go, oh, there's some stone bruising. It must be vitamin C or the hoof wall's not strong enough. It must be vitamin C. To really kind of narrow down how you want to select these nutrients, you got to look at the whole picture. And that's part of the holistic approach. You got to look at the horse, all the body systems, what symptoms are kind of presenting, what sort of their history has been, what themes can you identify in their history that might point you to just a more accurate conclusion of what nutrient that fits the best. So when it comes to vitamin C, when you're looking at the hoof specifically, it can present with soft soles. So these are vitamin C deficiency signs, soft soles, chronic bruising, cracking and or unexplained inflamed lamina, meaning there's no reason for that inflammation of the lamina. Like we don't have high insulin or blood sugar. You've got all the sugar and diet sorted out and the trim is good and there's still bruising and inflammation in that lamina. But if you look at the rest of your horse's profile, you can see other signs too. So ones that I look for for vitamin C can include fatigue and weakness. So you have to be careful with fatigue and weakness because there's a lot of other causes for fatigue and weakness, not just vitamin C or other nutrients, but sometimes the health conditions themselves cause fatigue and weakness. So you want to take that with a grain of salt, but it's definitely part of the picture. Adrenal burnout. So I talked about the adrenal glands and the importance of vitamin C for the adrenal glands. But this is kind of a keynote one that I watch for. So if I see, you know, there's some hoof issues here, just all of what I explained, but there's also poor wound healing. Horse owners might say, you know, they scratched themselves or ran through a fence. And for some reason, it's been a year and the thing still weeps. The skin won't close. I don't know why it's not healing better. That's usually a flag for me that we're looking at vitamin C because it's, it's just such a unique symptom that comes with vitamin C deficiency. Chronic infections is another one. So as I mentioned, uh, even for humans, vitamin C is one of those powerhouse nutrients for the immune system. It can really, really help in cases of viruses, bacteria. It actually has very strong antiviral properties. So if there's a lot of infection going on in the body at the same time, and that can be thrush as well, it's a low-grade infection that festers and festers over time in the feet. But there can be other infections too. It can be skin infections, eye infections, or some sort of infection there that the body just can't resolve on its own. And just general poor immunity. And that can be anything from the first ones to catch a cold and the last ones to recover. So you're always want to, wanting to watch those immunity uh, type pieces as well. And another kind of indicator to me that vitamin C is at play here is swollen and tender joints. I've actually used vitamin C quite a few times for joint infections and high doses of vitamin C. It wouldn't be your regular dose. Also just swollen joints. So there's something going on in the joint. Doesn't have to be an infection, but I've actually used vitamin C very successfully 
for that type of symptom picture. So at the beginning, I said vitamin C is one of those nutrients that I would recommend having in your tack room at all time because you can use it for infections. You can use it for colds, flus, viruses, all of those types of things. You can use it for anything that comes up from swollen joints, joint infections uh, while they're getting treated. And you can also use it for hoof health. So just helping to repair collagen um, and helping basically uh, the musculoskeletal system. It's good for all connective tissue. Now, how do you supplement? So the best way to supplement vitamin C is by using ascorbic acid. The reason I like ascorbic acid is because it's the natural form of vitamin C. Once you start kind of looking at ingredient lists, it's not always ascorbic acid, it's other forms. So that means they esterify it. So they change the molecule. So it's less acidic is basically what happens there. But I do prefer the natural form most of the time. Now, there's the odd horse that might not be able to handle the acid in it. I know some humans can't handle straight vitamin C like that because it's high, it's acidic. However, most horses, because they make their own, they should know how to use vitamin C in that form. So unless there's clear and obvious reasons that they're not handling the ascorbic acid, that's the form I would go with every time. You know, and I don't like reinventing the wheel. If the body produces it as ascorbic acid, let's just keep it as ascorbic acid unless the horse tells you there's a reason not to. The suitable dosage for a horse is 5,000 milligrams. That's the dose I usually stick to. Humans can take much more vitamin C than that, <laughs> but I try to start low. So I always start my dosages low, um, even with horses. So if you're working on something more acute, like a cold flu infection, I can go up to with horses sometimes like 15,000 milligrams a day. But I do recommend getting some professional guidance if you feel like you need to use that much vitamin C just because you don't want it to get too acidic and you also don't want other nutrients falling out of balance either. I recommend just sticking around the 5,000 milligram mark if you're just trying to improve hoof health or you might see some of these symptoms in your horse's profile like poor wound healing, easy bruising, uh, cracking of the hoof wall. In those cases, just start at the low end um, and give it some time and see if those things start to go away. With vitamin C, I also, this is not one I'll use long term. I'll never put a horse on vitamin C like for months and months and months because it can throw other nutrients out of balance. And also because the goal is always to help the body get strong enough to produce its own vitamin C. So if there's some factors that are really consuming a lot of vitamin C in the body, those should be addressed at the same time, right? Or you're going to end up right back where you were. So if you have a horse that's got a lot of stress in their lives that has been struggling with a lot of inflammation or illness, things like that, where they have poor bioavailability, you want to be working on all of those things so that they're able to produce enough vitamin C, they're not using more than they need, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So just some food for thought there. But with vitamin C, I think it's best to do, you know, maybe two months. I've had horses use it for two or three months in cases where there's been infection and it's actually demonstrating benefit and it helps. You know, you don't want to change what's working. So you can keep them on it for two or three months and then pull them off and just make sure that those benefits are holding and they're not using the vitamin C as a crutch. So Long-term supplementation would be something like over four months, which I would never recommend doing. 
This can happen with certain nutrients too in horses where you supplement one nutrient for a long time, they do really well on it. And then as soon as you start pulling it back or taking them off of it, symptoms reappear or their health starts to decline. And at that point, I always have to answer the question, like, how come? Like, how come this is happening? Why aren't they holding their own nutrition? Why do they need so much of this nutrient? And you got to find those answers. Like, you got to find out why they're using so much vitamin C or B12 or selenium or whatever it is, because we never want to be supplementing forever on one thing. And one of the reasons specific to vitamin C is that it can interfere with the absorption of other minerals such as selenium and copper. And because so many horses are already deficient in selenium, we just want to use vitamin C for a particular reason. You can use selenium at the same time, but that's one where I may supplement it apart, not together. So opposite ends of the day or alternating days, just to make sure, right? Like if you're going to supplement with something, you want to make sure that they're getting maximum benefit out of it. So if you think that it is demonstrating benefit and you take them off of it and benefits hold, you're good. You shouldn't need to supplement again. But in the future, if that horse kind of shows the same symptom picture coming up again, then put them back on it, right? Like that's how I like to use nutrient, single nutrients in a therapeutic way. Now, if you do it for four to six weeks and then you're like, I'm going to try and take them off of it again just to see and the benefits hold for a little bit and then it starts to decline again, put them back on it. It's just the body's way of telling you I need more for longer. I just wouldn't exceed sort of the eight to 10 weeks, right? Like I would just try to pull them off of it before then. So I hope that gives you a better idea of all the benefits of vitamin C and how to use it for your horses. Please write to us if you what your thoughts are. If you've used vitamin C successfully, love to know about it. Um, if you've used it with no results, I also like to know about that too. Um, there could be some other stuff going on there as well. So thanks again for tuning in. And as always, please share, follow, subscribe to my podcast. Um, it really helps me reach more horse owners just like you. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.